You're listening to the Wild Worship Podcast with your host, Kimberly Bulgin, and it is my prayer that somebody will be inspired today, that somebody will be excited to live a life of worship unto God that is wild and free. Today, let's talk about depression. Let's talk about how worship helps us through our seasons of depression. Two things uh, brought about my desire to share my heart on depression and worship today. Um, Firstly, we just celebrated uh, Mental Health Awareness Month in May, and it gave us an opportunity to raise awareness and eradicate the stigma around mental health and self-care. And then just recently, there was the unfortunate, sudden, tragic suicide of American fashion designer Kate Spade, who was also struggling with depression and anxiety, according to her husband's um, statement that was released, I believe, just yesterday. So a combination of those two things have led me to share my heart and my story and my journey on how worship has helped me personally, in my seasons of depression. Um, I want to talk especially to my listeners who love Jesus, who love to serve him, who love being amongst the the people of the word and people of faith. I want to help us today, especially. um, I'm somebody who's been raised in church all my life. My father is a pastor. Uh, My brother is a pastor. His wife is a pastor or a minister of the gospel. I have uncles that are pastors. I mean, if we are churchy, it is the Bulgin family, right? But even in the midst of that, myself and others in my family have battled depression through many various seasons of our life. I personally uh, sought therapy, thank God, and counseling, thank God, (laughs) to God be the glory, all of which were extremely beneficial and helpful to me personally. And I would strongly, strongly encourage those that are going through mental battles to seek professional help as well. In addition to those resources, I want to talk about how worship can help us when we're fighting this monster called depression. I want to be able to set us free today with some tools or some thoughts that could help us move closer to God even when we're going through Um, difficult seasons. So the first thing I want to share is worship, why worship helps us through depression. Worship sets us free to be sad and saved at the same time. Worship, I hope, I know this is going to help somebody, is going to set you free to be sad and saved at the same time. I want people to know, I want every wild worshiper to know today that you can be saved and depressed, that your Christian rock, that your Christian walk is not brought into question because you are in a season of discouragement and despair. You don't have to minimize your sadness. You don't have to ignore your sadness. You don't even have to over-spiritualize it. Sitting in your sadness, acknowledging your sadness is not unchristlike. You can praise God and still ache over your loss and still mourn 
whatever it is that you're going through. It does not mean that you are a bad Christian. It does not mean that your witness is brought into question or your testimony is brought into question. It means that you are human and that you are inviting God into your human broken space. Which leads me to the next one. Worship sets us free to let God be God with you in your season of sadness. Don't wait until you're happy to seek God. Don't wait until the cloud lifts and then you start going to church or don't wait until the fog lifts and then you begin to pray again. Allow God to find you exactly where you are in your dark space, in your foggy, cloudy space, in your depressed state. Because at the end of the day, when you're that weak, when you're that overwhelmed, when you're that broken, it sets us up to see the strength of God rise within us in ways that we could not even begin to imagine. Now, this is, the tr- this is what's, what's key. How God rises up within us and strengthens us may look different for everybody. For you, God's strength may be just you being able to get up in the morning and brush your hair and take a shower. And that's all you could do that day. Don't minimize that being the strength of God helping you. For others, it may mean that God gives you the strength to cook a meal for your family and to maybe get some work done, you know, despite how you may be feeling on the inside. That's the strength of God rising within you in your moments of weakness. God promises that when we worship him, when we seek him, it's going to set us free to let God be God in our sad moments. Then worship sets us free to preach to our true selves. Another term for that is lamenting. I call it lamenting, which is another way of basically uh, encouraging your authentic self, your true self, your sad self, your broken self, your hurting self, your overwhelmed self, talking to that person and encouraging them in the Lord. And the only way that you're able to do that is first acknowledging how sad you are, how broken you are, how hurting you are, how overwhelmed you are, and then allowing God's word to speak to those those moments in your life when you're feeling that way. It's acknowledging the situation that you're in and then finding a glimmer of hope despite how bad it looks. When you read the Psalms, David was real. <laughs> David was, I mean, he talked about his, 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 his bed being an ocean of tears. He talked about how he wanted his life to end, but always, 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 even though he was that honest, he was also honest about the fact that he had, even if it might've been a glimmer of hope, even if it might've been just a little bit of hope, he still had something on the inside of him that pulled him out of his sad space. And that's what I'm encouraging us to do, that beneath the the, the layers of sadness, beneath the layers of brokenness, there is always a seed planted deep down within us that we can cause to grow when we speak to that seed, speak words of truth, words of hope, words of love. We may not believe it through our sadness, but God is there with us and he will promise to, he promises to, to help grow those seeds, even though we may be feeling sad on the inside. Set yourself free. Worship sets us free to preach, to, to encourage the sad part of sad parts of ourself. Then worship sets us free to simply just do something. 
Those, those that know what depression is about knows what I'm talking about. When you're really down and out, I mean, you just don't want to do anything. You don't want to, you don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to see anybody. You want to cancel all your appointments. You want to just be by yourself. Um, you don't want to have to deal with stuff, but worship it gives you an opportunity to do something when you don't want to do anything. Even when you're laid out, even when you're overwhelmed, I encourage us to steal away into a space in our mind. Go somewhere in your mind. Go somewhere to a place where you can acknowledge the goodness of God. It doesn't mean that you have to get up. It doesn't mean that you have to put on your best clothes. It doesn't mean that you necessarily have to be fake for everybody when you really are sad. But I'm encouraging us that when we are, when we are depressed and you can't do anything, the one thing that I encourage us to do, even in our darkest moments, is to still find it within ourselves to acknowledge that God is God. And again, that may look different for you than it is for me. It may mean just being able to grab your Bible and read a Bible text and close it and that's it. For somebody else, it may mean you can't even open your Bible. You just have to press play on your your wild worship playlist <laughs> or your, your, your worship playlist and just listen to a song and let the, the words of the song just speak to you. Whatever that looks like for you is what it's gonna be. But I encourage us to worship, do something. And at the very least, if you can't do anything, Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And then finally, worship sets us free to defeat depression. It's not going to necessarily change the situation. It's not necessarily going to help you to deal with the situation in terms of getting rid of whatever is causing the depression, but it is definitely going to help you defeat the darkness. It's definitely going to help to lift the cloud of sadness. Worship is definitely going to help lift that fog that you just can't get out of. It's just a way of bringing light into the midst of darkness and the enemy, the enemy can it gets so confused when we choose to worship and that's what worship does. It causes us to defeat the enemy of depression in ways that we can't even begin to describe. I challenge us, each person that is listening that knows what depression is about or knows a family member or knows a loved one or a friend that is going through depression to encourage them to find their place of worship, to find their place where God can meet them at the point of their greatest need. I have a few Bible texts that I want to leave with us before we before we sign off today. The first one is found in Deuteronomy 31 verse eight. It's a promise. It says that the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. I challenge us to even put our name in that text. The Lord himself goes before Kimberly and will be with Kimberly. He will never leave her nor forsake her. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Psalm 34 verse 7 says, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. Do you hear what it said? The righteous cries out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them. He delivers them from all their trouble. And my favorite is Psalm 40 verse 1 through 3. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Wild worshipers, 
I challenge us to be to be encouraged today, to be set free to worship God no matter what sta state of mind you may be in at this time. You may be going through a season of depression. You may be going through some, some anxiety. You may be going through a really rough time. But I'm here to stand as a witness and let you know that even when I was going through the darkest moments of my life, one thing I promised the Lord was that I would continue to worship him no matter how dark it became. And I'm here to stand before you and let you know that he was with me even when it didn't feel like it. I know I can look back on it now and say with confidence that he never left me and he never forsook me. And I pray that this, that is your prayer as well, that you will, ex you will experience the goodness of God, one who has never left you nor forsaken you. Friends, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. If you have not yet subscribed by downloading the Wild Worship devotional, I'm really encouraging you to do that today because I have a major, 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 major announcement that I can't wait to share with you all next week. And I'm going to give a special announcement first to those that have subscribed. You want to get on this email list because it's going to come with some special gifts, some special surprises. You want to be a part of the Wild Worship family, please download the Wild Worship devotional. It will bless your life. It's eight days of going deeper in worship with God. It's going to bless you. Make sure you sign up for it. Get on the email list and be prepared to hear the major surprise that I have for you that I will be sharing next week. Until next time, stay wild, stay free, stay encouraged. You are a wild worshiper.